Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. When we talk about the sort of music that I listen to, by the way, like on a regular basis. Yeah. Just a tab that's been open this whole time. Not listening, not playing, obviously. Yeah. This is kind of indicative of the sort of thing that I'm listening to throughout the day. It is amazing. Stardew Valley soundtrack, (laughs) but lo-fi and hip-hop beats version of it. Come on, man. (laughs) You are such a pastiche of yourself. Come on. The Stardew Valley, which is a lovely soundtrack for a lovely game. Lo-fi and chill hip-hop beats version of it. Unbelievable. The other day I was listening to the Sims soundtrack whilst I was working. <laughs> yeah. Be- and what, because you oh, are a Sim. It's right? like a lounge kind of vibe, right? There's some, there's some lounge. There's some lounge. There's some like, there's some good like, there's some bum 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 You listen to the Sims soundtrack when you're just like living your life. I just I was just working. When I'm working, I don't want to listen to anything. Absolutely know, with, fascinating. So life. I just chucked on the Sims soundtrack. Only the Ridge, because I have no affinity for Sims two, three, or four. Uh, <laughs> He's very specific about the Sims soundtrack he will listen well, to. I, I have no nostalgia for them. I listened to the Sims. I played the Sims one when I was a, a wee boy, <laughs> a wee boy, uh, and and that's the one I have nostalgia for. But you guys have better be fucking recorded because hello and welcome to What Is Music, a music podcast about music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, doing deep dives on one artist at a time. You join us. Uh, 
at season four, which is called Is It Rad in Yo Head? A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact and music of Radiohead. We're going through their entire career, album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output? And this season, we're of course asking, is it rad in yo head? And to be clear, we're asking, is it rad in yo head in regards to the band Radiohead? Not, is it rad in yo head in regards to this, the fourth season of our podcast, which is called Is It Rad in Yo Head? And which is now in yo head. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool. I'm so heavily into music that it's ruined my life. Uh, I love the artistry, <laughs> the emotion, and also the context that surrounds the music. With me, as always, is someone who has said they don't really care about critique or art. They don't really relate to music personally, like strictly as an empathic way, but they fucking love it when the little music demon crawls inside their ear and licks their <laughs> eardrum. It's Lucas Way. Yep. And, of course, in the middle of those two, you know, vastly different people, we have someone that doesn't necessarily think that the be-all and end-all of enjoying music comes down to context, art, and subject matter. But he is someone who can appreciate context, art, and subject matter. And it's only bloody Steve Murphy... Fuck me, it's him. Sometimes I feel too much. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, welcome to uh, my world and I think Tom York's world as well. Welcome back to the <laughs> podcast, guys. We're here talking about Radiohead, right? Uh, right, yeah. Mm, I guess we are. Yeah, on this How season. How are you guys? Are, are, are you okay? We're all good. We're all good. Again, I'm talking on uh, collective, collectively because you asked us and I talk on behalf of me and Lucas and I think we're fine. Whenever I want to know how Lucas is, I, w- I will ask Steve. Yeah, how are you guys? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Because you're worried that Lucas, as a robot, might not be able to give you the answer you want, so I'll be able to kind of... I'm yeah. not a robot. Hey? No, he's not a robot. He's the robot. Um, I've seen him do loads of captures. He's fine. I'm not a robot. He's fine. I'm not a robot. The other day I did... Uh, Steve, Steve has seen emotions for me now. Steve attended my wedding recently. <laughs> I, and I'm cried. really rubbing it in because I so badly wanted to be there, and I had a little cry on the day. And uh, so did I, mate. Uh, yeah, but probably not about me. Do you know what I did as well? Actually, <laughs> so we all cried. All three of us cried. Yeah, but I, when did you ever cry, Steve? At the wedding. Steve, when did you ever cry? Where? What bit? The, the ceremony. You were getting the married. You were one of my best. The bit friends. where he realised he wasn't getting married to <laughs> yeah. your partner, and That's Phineas didn't turn up. Yeah, yeah. he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. We shatter that illusion right now. He didn't come. He didn't. He shat on that illusion. I had to marry. Guys, him. we are of course on our quest to answer the question: What is music? And I, I'm just so curious, guys. What is music? Music is when you uh, walk down the aisle, but you're not Phineas. Mm, mm, mm. I would argue, okay. personally, personally, that music is the art of arranging sounds in time through the elements of melody, harmony, rhythm, and timbre. It is one of the universal cultural aspects of all human societies. Mm. General definitions of music include common elements mm-hmm. such as pitch, yeah. which governs melody and harmony, mm. rhythm yeah. and its associated concepts, tempo, meter, and articulation, Ooh. dynamics, yeah. loudness and softness, mm and the sonic qualities of timbre and texture, which are sometimes called, termed the colour of a musical sound. Those are both fascinating answers, you know, different as they are. I, I would kind of say that music is when you're so 
desperate to prove that you're not a robot and are human that you look up the definition of a question on Wikipedia. (laughs) That's what I think music is. As part of our quest to discover what music is, we're going through the entire discography of Strange Goblins Radiohead. Uh, Last week, we started our deep dive on their debut album pablo honey and this week we're going to continue that we're going to look at the recording process the context and the songs of pablo honey uh so i think we should start where we left off last week with this song Vegetable by Radiohead. I genuinely very nearly said, uh, because we were just talking about it while the song was playing, I very nearly said Vegetable by R.E.M. Yeah, just the very, the, the intro is <laughs> The very, beginning is very R.E.M. Yeah. I'm not, but so then he's using the vegetable as a, as a term for, you know, like when someone's a vegetable that is probably not okay to, to no, I think like. he's using it as like I'm not an inanimate object. I'm okay. not someone who's just going to stand by and put up. Because no one's calling something. you a vegetable, Tom. I'm yeah. I mean, it's if, very if, vague here. If Tom it was seems... a vegetable, if Tom York was a vegetable, guys, yeah, what yeah. vegetable would he be? Oh, off the top of your head, go parsnip, parsnip, parsnip. I, I think carrot. I think chili, chili pepper. A chili pepper. But I might be thinking of Anthony Kiedis. Uh, he's he is a chili pepper, isn't he? Yeah. Mm, he's, he's one, one of the chili peppers. I see Famously. Tom. I see Tom as a bit wonky and a bit spicy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I would say, a yeah, chi- yeah, I'd say a chili nice. pepper. Nice, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, I prefer this to the last one. I still think they're both fine. I prefer this to the last one just because it's got that like every time. Bam, it's got it's got that bit uh which i quite like yeah it's got some like nasty guitars along some re- alongside some really melodic stuff so it's yeah. doing more isn't it um it is. I, don't, I don't think it's particularly great but hey but i like it you are right in in, the, in that it's like it's difficult to discern the meaning of it. It, is, it is quite vague it's about standing up for yourself there's references to uh biting the hand that feeds i guess um there's some imagery there's some imagery in there that I find a little bit more compelling than other songs we've covered that are about they or them and we've covered many from Muse and Mannix. Um every time you're running I find to be a, a very interesting image it conjures up a lot of stuff for me and also the water's spray the water's run all over me um which which comes in a little bit uh, a little bit later but I don't know from those two things I get the impression of like 
uh, anxiety or being overwhelmed. And I think overwhelmed becomes a big mood uh, for Radiohead. <laughs> and it's it's like it's 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 all here in, in in sort of small measures. I do like the middle section where where it deviates a little bit. Um, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna play a little bit because there's like a little jazzy middle section that you're ne- not necessarily expecting that leads into. A very weird solo for a pop rock uh, record. <laughs> okay. I like that drum. I like the drum fill. I like the fill drum fill. The fill. The fill fill. Yeah, the fill fill. And then this is the solo. Unpleasant shades what? of uh, shades of paranoid android in there. Well, it's as it's well. a bit glam rock until it just decides to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there are some like slightly interesting things being included in in the compositions. Uh, every time Tom is singing, the bars last ten beats instead of eight. Okay. It's all quite mathematical, and it's not necessarily stuff that you'd go like, oh. That's that. That's ten beats instead of eight. But it's all there to kind of contribute to this sort of like off kilter sound. I think you've got a lot of things to say about this song that I have nothing to say about. Well, it's because I've I do a lot of research. I've just been I've just been sat here being like, I wish I had something. to say. It's my favorite band. Lucas. You're can, not a vegetable, I can fucking, Lucas. I can wring blood from a stone. Uh, uh, I feel like every season your favorite band has changed. Uh, yeah, because right. So hang on. Right, so I, I said it was REM, okay? And then in the second season, I said it was REM. And then in the third season, I said it was REM, but Billie Eilish is my favourite artist that we've covered on the podcast so far. Mm. And then this season, I've said, I think it's Radiohead, but it might still be REM. But it's changed once. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Wasn't it Manix at one point? Nope. No, I think at one point ne- in the Manix season, my... you said they're oh, like they your were. Favorite. They were my favourite. The whole point of the, the first, day, the whole yeah. point of the podcast is to see if Adam could like them again. And the whole point of this season of the podcast is to figure out: is it Radiohead or is it REM? But then we're going to have to do a season on REM. Yes, that's right, Lucas. Yes, that's right. We will. We will have to confirm. <laughs> Wait, at what point? At what point during the recording of this podcast was your favourite band Muse? Uh, probably around Bl- uh, Black Holes of Revelations, where I was like, oh my about, God, I've really underrated minutes. this band. And then we got to every <laughs> other album by Muse, and I went, no, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this is the one I've got uh, the least notes about. Talk us through your notes for this one, like word yeah, for on. word. You want, you, you, you want word oh, for yeah. word? Oh, yeah. Yes. I imagine you've got the word vegetable. <laughs> nope. Well, yeah, it says yeah, vegetable. Yeah, 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 bold. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bold. Nice. Yeah, Line yeah, break. Yeah, yeah. Bullet point. Oh, okay. Oh, you're doing bullet points? A single okay. bullet point. I do bullet points. I do bullet points. And I've got a single yeah. bullet point. Oh, and it okay. says, I have nothing to say about this song. No, it says, I just don't care. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we get to the good radio head, please? Okay. <laughs> and please, it's spelt PLG. Do you know what's great about that? Okay. Is that okay. if we hadn't asked you to read that out, that was just for you, wasn't it? That's just, <laughs> just for you. You, <laughs> you were never going to say that. I love that. It's just, it's just stream of consciousness, just, isn't it? That's just for me. A little bit this for me. Yeah, this one just uh, maybe it's because also probably not helped by the fact that it's after two clangers for me. Woo-hoo. And so, like, I'm just kind of like, I'm just, 
Because actually, based on all the things you were just saying, it probably is more interesting than the last two. Okay, that's two clangers for you. Yeah, good. <laughs> I, I'm aware of what you were doing. Now, to, to be honest, Lucas, right, me having stuff to say about the song doesn't necessarily mean that I like it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm ambivalent. I, I'm a vegetable agnostic. Which I think is a manic song. I think it it is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Can't afford to breathe in this town. Nowhere to sit without a gun in my hand. Look back up to the cathode ray. I'm better off there. I'm better off Again, we, we sort of cracked this on, on the last episode. It feels like one of those I've got to get out of my lame hometown that every middle-class young band that actually has a pretty good life writes about, right? Yeah. They've toned up the quiet and down the loud, I think. The quiet is is now a, it's like a slightly crunchy guitar, yeah. which kind of ups it a little bit, and it means it fits better at this point of the album because the surprise of, like, oh, sometimes we're loud has, has gone. They've already done that, yeah. <laughs> and they've toned down the loud to focus on the more melodic centre of the song. There's now harmonies, and the guitar's are a little bit more uh, melodic, right? Mm. But then the solo at 1 minute 22 is new, and it's mad. <laughs> so It is mad. There's uh, that. And they, I don't know if you noticed, they just quickly fade him out at the end. They're like, <laughs> okay, Johnny. <laughs> it's like someone's come along and put their, their hand around his mouth. Yeah. Like, shh, shh, yeah. Maybe there's another now. band, like a revenge chloroform incident. Maybe. Right? Yeah, maybe, maybe it that. was that. Uh, you're right. The, the dynamic has really toned down because that was so apparent. Uh, it was like, pixies. Um, yeah, yeah. And now, yeah, you're right. It's like it's been compressed. Um I couldn't really, yeah, like I couldn't really hear many major changes from this from the other version. Now, this version, I have a question. This mm. doesn't have Pablo Honey version next to it, so I'm very confused as to what this. This is. isn't the Pablo Honey version. Well, because it doesn't say it, right? Yeah, the last version was the drill, the drill version, version. But this isn't the Pablo Honey version. Oh, okay. But it's also not the drill version. Oh, I'm very confused. This is just the version. It's just the version. It's, it's just, just the version, guys. Isn't it? Yeah, it's just the version. This is the version. But it's a much better sequenced where it is. Version Media Broadband. Mm. That's, is that something? I mean, I mean, yeah. It's not good, but it's something. The Radiohead yeah. story. This, uh, this episode is brought to you by Version Media Broadband. <laughs> Other broadband providers are available. No, they're not, though. They're simply That's not. A mad thing. There's literally only one. Lucas, I assume that this uh, dramatic reinterpretation of the song didn't change your mind on it. <laughs> no, no, especially no. Yeah. Is it because it's not that dramatic? Do you want me to talk you through my notes for oh, this one? Yeah, go this. on. This is a good new feature. I like is it the same as it the says, notes for vegetable? It says prove yourself in bold. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a bullet. Line, line break. break. Line break. Bullet, bullet point. point. Bullet point. Unbold, obviously, at this obviously, point. Yeah, of course. Unbold, famously, that's how you say it. Yeah. 
uh, just says, we've done this one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then the next bullet point is... No, nah, it's no more. Oh, okay. That's Do just... you know what? I'm actually a bit a bit fed up of that. I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to... Like, I just... Uh, I can't. Can you tell me the name of the song again? I can't. Why not? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't, Steve. Yeah, but like, it's written down in front of you. Can you just read it? I can't. You can't read? <laughs> stupid. Idiot. So stupid. Uh, wistful and yeah. lovely. Um, I I quite like this one. Yeah, it's vibey. Over that run of Ripcord, Vegetable, Prove Yourself. Mm. I don't know if those songs were just so nothing, but this one does seem to be a step up in some way. I like Prove Yourself, but it is, yeah, it, no, ste- it, is it does step up again. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's um. It's a lovely moment in it where it just strips right back at the end to the just the bass guitar and then it kind of builds up to a um to like a really cool instrumental outro and I'm all big all, I'm all big I'm all for a big instrumental outro. The, the, um, the, there's a couple on this album just like actually all the last three tracks have big long uh instrumental outros but there's a few on this album and I I respond to them I, I I I like that groove that they that they find they become a bit of a jam band Yeah I've actually um I've I've got a uh, a very similar outro to a song written that I've had written for years that I wrote like to this um and it's what reminded me of it but it I dreamt the melody and I woke up okay. and I wrote it oh, and it's be- and you dream music. I did and it was oh, years ago and I can't ever put it to anything because it just it doesn't sound right it's probably good it's quite bad but um, <laughs> it really reminded me of that. But that's cool, isn't it? Have you ever dreamt a melody or anything out of written it? No, no. Oh, I just probably because you're not as good. I, as I, I just dream like the. I just dream like the world's ending. Yeah, and then you wake like, up and the world's ending. Or like I, or I, I, I dream I'm like I'm back at school. And then you wake up and, and you're I back at school. And I, and I haven't done my coursework. <laughs> oh, I get those all the time. I'm late. I'm late for class. I've missed class. Like I, yeah. I don't have any like reoccurring or sort of uh, or kind of, you know, very like cliche dreams like 
trying to run and you can't mm. run trying to uh, teeth falling out or, i have all those, all those. All those the only thing i have yeah because you're like the most obvious you know hmm? you know you're such a basic bitch i'm, <laughs> I'm the most obvious bitch. man in the even world. your dreams are obvious Steve. <laughs> you can't even dream um, good no, the, only, uh, the, 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 the melody only... that I dreamt is just the four magic chords. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I dreamt the melody goes. The the only reoccurring dream I I do have, and it's not like literally reoccurring that it's the same every time, but it's like the same idea. Is I'm I'm in school or college or uni. I'm in a place of education. And I've been away for ages doing all the things I've been doing for the last 10 years yeah. or however long. And <laughs> I'm like, like oh, shit, I'm, I'm supposed to be at college. <laughs> yeah, and I'm suddenly I'm so like, late. thrust back in it. And it's always the same. It's always I'm thrust back in it. There's a deadline soon. I'm really behind. I don't know the subject matter because I've not been there. <laughs> and I know I'm not going to have a chance to catch up. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm going to fail. And then my life's ruined. And then I go, oh, wait, this doesn't matter. Yeah, yes because i'm already in the future yeah. I've that, that is a classic anxiety this. dream though just to best your what of like well i think it's probably about the fact that i feel so overwhelmed with deadlines at work maybe yeah have you yeah, ever had I mean, yeah it's a classic anxiety dream I, I i love that you told us that because that's that's amazing did you tell us it because you have nothing to say about this song yeah <laughs> okay <great. No. laughs> which one was this again this is i can't right yes yes it you is, can't yeah. write uh okay <laughs> notes uh all 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 ca- uh bold, bold i can't yeah. Line break. Line break. Line break. Bullet point. Mm-hmm. Bullet point, yes. Control B, off comes the bolt. Uh, of course. Of course. Actually, I'm on a Mac. Command B. Yeah, sure. Uh, literally any band playing at the local venue that you don't give a second thought at for a second. Sure, thought but I, I quite like music like that. Like sometimes. I, I don't, Adam. <laughs> well, that's weird because you like Muse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the first of a pair on the album that is not produced by the duo that we talked about, Slade and Cauldry. Oh, okay. It's produced by Chris Hufford, their manager. Um, it's I Can't and Lurgy. So it's interesting that they've put them together uh, on the album. Uh, I think it's a good chorus, but the song as a whole is a little unremarkable. Like you said, Steve, it's got that, that long instrumental thing at the end, which I think kind of fucking rips yeah <laughs> um, but the the little intro thing is so you too that it's not at all where i think the song is gonna go do you know what i mean yeah yeah so there's again little interesting things about it but not not loads of interesting stuff about it i've written down that it sounds like it would be used as an interstitial on friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know do, do, do you know what I mean by that, though? Yeah. Like, when, it, when yeah, it's, like, down just... And down yeah, and down. it's just shots of the city and uh, in, in between scenes, and you just kind of hear this. Ding, ding. It's yeah. so ding, early 90s, right? Like, Ross is in a taxi trying to get to Rachel in time. Oh, my God, Ross is always in a taxi trying to get to Rachel on time. They That's always, literally how the show ends. The always <laughs> end with a chord that isn't quite... doesn't doesn't resolve doesn't resolve so it's yeah. like and something's gonna happen i've yeah, never, never exactly. noticed that i went to school with a kid who was ross from who friends was, uh, yes who i was know you went to school with ross from friends <laughs> nearly fully nearly entirely blind and a really good drummer and he was like taught to drum 
by, by Ross from the Friends. Person, the person that performed on all of those little interstitials on Friends on really? the drums. Yeah. Really? That's, that's I had no idea you'd odd. have an anecdote about the interstitials well, yeah. in Friends. Wow. <laughs> that was that's great. crazy. That's mad. Um, Very good drummer. Yeah, I imagine so, yeah. Uh, Why do you imagine so? What are you saying? You're saying because of his heightened other senses. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you were talking about the guy that taught him that like no, he's talking the about the stuff, stuff in percussion. No, 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 no. The the kid, the guy I went to school with was was uh, visually impaired. Yeah, no, I no, I understood the story, but when when you said very good drummer, I thought you were talking about the guy who did the interstitial stuff for Friends. And I was thinking, well, obviously he'd be a good drummer because session musicians they get they get in for stuff like that are famously like pros. That was my thought process. Shut no, up, Lucas. Was... This song seems to be about being stuck in a mental cage or something like that right maybe i don't know what it's about um if you uh, ask me to tell you what it is about i can't there you go please that's, that's please forget the words that i just blurted out it wasn't me it was my strange and creeping doubt and even though i try uh even though i might even though i try i can't it seems to be like a mental block, being trapped in like a mental sort of cage. I think Radiohead mostly sort of agreed with us that it was fine or not remarkable because it was dropped from their live sets before Pablo Honey even came out. Oh, okay. So when they toured the album, they wouldn't even include I Can't on their set lists. Well, I mean, that, that that's fairly standard, isn't it? You know, we did Muse and there was like the songs that just never got played. I'm pretty sure all the, every album we've covered has probably had a song that just doesn't make the cut, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Just happens, doesn't it? Having said that, songs that, uh, in terms of songs from the debut album played across, like, you know, multiple tours, this next song is actually one of them. This stuck around in the set list for longer than you think it might. Uh, this is Lurgy. So just this... wait, sorry, just before I came out of the clip, Steve went, R.E.M.? <laughs> <laughs> right, this song. Yeah. Okay. You're about, you're about to either, like, really vibe with me or break my heart, and I, I can't tell which it is. Is this song about... I'm not even going to talk about the quality of the song. I'm okay, talk about great. The, the content. Okay. Is this song... Let me finish. 
Adam, let me finish. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll let you finish. Is this song about snot? Because <laughs> it's called Lurgy, uh, right? Right. I reckon it's snot. Right. And this song's about... Sh- let me finish. Oh, Adam. <laughs> and it's like, this song's about like, they feel better without them, that sort of thing. Mm. So is that like a metaphor for like a relationship saying like, I feel better without you? And compare, or are, is this song literally about having a cold? No, I'm just saying. I think it's the second I feel one. Better, let me finish, Adam. <laughs> I've started. Or so is I'll this finish. song literally just about having a cold and how much better you feel when you don't have the cold anymore and you feel so much better without them, the cold? And the song's called Lurgy because it's about the snot in your nose. And if so, this song's really relatable and nice because it's just about something we've all experienced, which is having a cold. And then you feel so much better when the cold's gone and and you feel really nice because you're like, oh, I just feel good, man. The cold's gone. Yeah. I can breathe. It's great. I think both. I think, I think yeah. both reads of that are fine. It's 100% drawing a parallel between a, a bad, a losing a, a leaving a bad relationship and, and getting rid of the lurgy. Yeah, exactly. Although he seems... The narrator of this song seems like he's trying to convince himself, right? Like, because of the repetition, like, I feel better, I feel better, now you've gone. I got better, I got better, I got strong. Like, it it feels like he's kind of, like, repeating that to himself. I like this quite a bit. It's very mellow and content to sit where it is. It's very minimal. One of the guitars is just playing one chord throughout the whole song. Is it? That must be so boring life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. No, that would be... uh, All great. you guys might not know this, I guess, but uh, uh, that's Ed's job. That sounds like a job for Ed. I mean, on one of the songs from In Rainbows, he plays tambourine. Uh, and then, of course, <laughs> throughout the song, the atonal stuff sort of starts to creep in. Um, and then once the bulk of the song is finished, again, it's it's a long instrumental, right? Mm. Where, where it kind of builds and builds and builds. And I quite like that they do that. I love that. But yeah. at the same time, I could see how it would contribute to an idea that it's not a fully finished or polished record. It sometimes sounds like if I was a record executive and I was like, oh, you need to trim some fat off of this album, the long instrumentals would be the first thing to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You, you could argue this song doesn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I, also, but I don't think happy, it needs to. Again, cause, yeah, because I'm quite happy to sit in that little vibe. Um, yeah, it's just, this one's a nice little vibey, nice little vibey boy. I like, you know, it's just, it's just, and again, it's got that like you can probably hear the Radiohead to come mm. a bit more in it. You can, yeah. The, the, it doesn't just sound like a bit of a rock song. This would fit on the bends, I think. In your IMO, in my IMO, and to be perfectly TBH, this would fit <laughs> on the bends. <laughs> <laughs> I either agree or don't dis or don't agree. He either, either agree or agrees don't disagree. Or he doesn't or disagree. Don't disagree. <laughs> I think it's a shame this song's called Lurgy. Like that's why that is, that's a a very, it is a sh- it is a sh- it is a, shit. Is a very English thing though, isn't it? Like if you if you don't you've live got in the this lurgy. country, if you've got the lurgy, yeah. it means you've got you've got an illness. And it's not in the it? lyrics at all. Uh, mm. Yeah, he it doesn't is? say lurgy in the. Oh, lyrics. he doesn't say the word. No, but he's like, I no, feel better. I'm, not at all. I've got rid of. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the subject is in the <laughs> in, yeah. in the lyrics, right, yeah, yeah. but he doesn't. He doesn't use the word. Well, it's a game about snot, as established. Absolutely, absolutely, it is. Yeah, and I, I, I'm fully on board with that completely literal reading. I like that. I like Lucas, that. Lucas, do you out of this is totally for for my own benefit? Do you think when you think of the word lurgy is does lurgy for you mean just snot? Because I think it's the, the I think it's the snotty element of the cold. Oh. I mean, it means to have a cold. If you've got if you've got the lurgy, mm. 
you've got a cold, you've yes. got an ill. Yeah, yeah. But to me, the lurgy quite specifically refers to general snots, oh. your slimes, your mucuses, <laughs> slimes. your phlegms, <laughs> yeah. your general snots and slimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think lurgy generally evokes a green, a, a green gooey emotion. That's fair. You know? Mm. Yeah. I think you're thinking of loogie. Like hocker loogie. No, I think I think I can think whatever I like, Adam. Yeah, yeah you can think what you of, like. You can think what you it's like. It's the beauty of language. He's his own person, you know. Last track on the album. It's called Blowout. This is what it sounds like. that a little bit just to kind of show where it ends up because yeah, I think okay. this is a song of kind of two halves this sounds like go on radiohead that does sound like radiohead doesn't it it sounds like radio this sounds almost exactly like radiohead and do you know what my first clue was when i looked at the artwork and it said radiohead and then i turned it over and i saw track 12 blowout this will be by radiohead yeah and then you you affirmed that by turning it back over Well, what I did was I went on Spotify and I put on blowout from the album pablo honey and it said blowout and then underneath that do you know what it said uh, is it is it Craig David? No, it said Radiohead. Radiohead, yeah. So I was like, okay, this is a song by Radiohead from the album Pablo Honey. Mm. But Lucas, I think what you're hitting on there is this is maybe more indicative of the classic Radiohead sound. Yeah, it sounds like what I expect of a Radiohead. It's got mm. that, especially the. I mean, that's just lift with music. <laughs> the lounge jazz. Yeah, a Radiohead yeah but that sounds it. That sounds like that sounds like a, a number of Radiohead songs to me. Like yes. It that's kind of very does. Radiohead, yeah. and then it goes all weird and big. It's great. It's, uh, it's one of the strongest things on the album, right? And also, do you know what I like? Go on. You know how I like to end an album significantly. You oh. end the album big, yes. Big. Doesn't it doesn't have to be big. It's got to be noteworthy, right? And yes. it's a big old this fucking car crash and of an it's ending, big, and it's noteworthy. So yeah. I'm on board. And just yeah, all the stuff even before it goes big though, just that with the. Yeah. Hey man, I love a I love a car. It's very radio. I love a car crash ending, and like brand new are um, heavily influenced by Radiohead in some aspects, and they love to do that kind of thing where it just kind of just 
descends mm. into distortion, crashing around. Like Lucas said, though, even that soft beginning is so it's so compelling to me. Like I, I love the lounge music approach, that kind of Latin percussion that's going on. I love all those intertwining vocals, like the all wrapped up in Cornwall that bit and i really like the dramatic the like i am fierce like that that bit like but still like doing that hugely dramatic vocal over the soft like lounge thing it's great and that groove at the end it gets quicker and quicker with these insane atonal sounds and it's a guitar it's johnny on guitar and it sounds like he's replicating penderecki who he loves who is a 20th century 20th century classical composer who does like i mean have you guys heard a lot of 20th century classical music i don't know why i'm asking i'm just gonna check my notes they say no (laughs) i put that in my notes Apparently. Lucas? No. Okay, let me play a bit of Penderescu. bit of uh, Penderescu for you there. Adam, uh, just I, a I, I've been working music. on my anxiety. And, what the fuck was that? That is Johnny Greenwood's favourite composer. <laughs> Sorry, at this point, he's John Greenwood. Can you? Sorry, that's John Greenwood's favourite yeah. composer. You can hear, obviously, I don't what? know if you're familiar with like the scores to There Will Be Blood and The Master, you can hear a lot of Penderecki in his uh, film scores. You can hear a lot of it in later Radiohead, but this is kind of the first uh, example of it, right? I don't think yeah. I know no, I this. I don't know because I'm not aware of that. I've not heard yeah. it. You've seen There Will Be Blood, right? I've not. Oh, yes. And it all... You wait, you haven't seen it. I've not seen TW... TB? No, TB. BBB. TWBB. I've not seen TWBB. Lucas, watch There Will Be Blood. Probably should. Yep. Good movie. My favourite movie of all time. If that, oh, probably won't, probably okay, won't great, 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 great. Um, uh, what I've, I've, re- I've, 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 I've managed to twig because I, I was like, I was saying like, oh, you know, this sounds like Radiohead. Mm. This song sounds like what I expect of Radiohead, and it specifically reminds me of Weird Fishes. Yes, I can not see arpeggi, that. but they're Weird Fishes because it's kind of two songs in it. Or, oh, uh, no, it, no, no, no. Is it really. called that? Uh, and uh, yeah. we'll get onto that and, in about a year's time. <laughs> and like, and kind of like jigsaw falling into place. But again, the, the the verses, just like that, with just like some that's so interesting. with some just like plucky guitar. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, just like that's just what I think of when I think of Radiohead. It reminds me of uh, I, I I don't know how familiar you'll be with this song or not because I don't know. I know you know like later Radiohead, but I don't know how much you like it. Like uh, present tense, which album from a moonshaped pool. I love a moonshaped pool, so I probably just need a little refresher. That kind of Sing Latin, me, uh, that sing kind it of, for me, Adam. It's it's only because it's got that kind of Latin feel to it. I think that you're not going to sing it for me. Are you? I'm not going to sing it for you. No, I'm, I'm very on, sorry. Just do the whole song I've, with I've your mouth. I've done enough uh, singing uh, this episode. I just love that he's bringing in modern classical music to pop rock music, but he's reinterpreting it via how he plays music, which is on the guitar. 
I just, I just think that's kind of cool. Anyone can play guitar. Anyone can play guitar. That's true. This song seems to be about the need to lock down your emotions before you explode, right? Uh, everything I touch turns to stone. I am fused just in case I blow out. I'm glued just in case I crack up. Uh, but then, of course, it explodes anyway. Kind of like keeping yeah. that emotion inside yourself is never going to work because it's always going to explode uh, as as the song does. Shouldn't suppress those emotions. I think this is the strongest thing on the album by a long way. Really? Mm. I really, I do really like it. I think it's a great ender to, it didn't, it didn't sort of resonate with me that hard like it has with you, but. It doesn't resonate me with me in any way. Like in terms of like emotions and stuff, it doesn't really resonate with me, but it, it does fucking slap, Steve. <laughs> hold on i'm just gonna check my notes uh, that adam sent me earlier it fucks um yeah and of course it fucks live as well like you can only imagine the chaos that happens uh, at yeah. the end of a live show when they play blowout lots of guitars against amps i imagine yeah exactly yeah that's cool and, and uh, yeah it's it's nice that it's cool it's cool blowout and then like you was well, exactly what you said a minute ago but then it just ends with a fucking just wreck it blows cool. up. Yeah, it does. exactly. Yeah. If you are going to get any Pablo Honey songs live, uh, you'll get Creep. Uh, but if you're going to get any others, you're most <laughs> likely to get Lurgy, You, or Blowout. Uh, I think Lurgy was last played in about 2003, and I would have to... I like how you say that like that's not 20 years ago. I know, I know. any way recent. That's modern Radiohead to me, because that's only four albums ago, like three albums ago, Ethan. Um, I'd have to check my records, but I think You and Blowout were played on the In Rainbows tour. One of them was, at the very least. Maybe in Japan. I'll update you next week. Wait, what, what year was that. In Rainbows out? 2007, 2007, but the tour would have been 2008, Fucking 2009. we are old now. Yeah, we're well old, yeah. Uh, also... Uh, Adam, I'll confess. Uh, uh, whilst you're talking, I pre- I quickly put on that song from a Moonshape Pool, and uh, it's great. Oh, it's so good. Tell you what, such a good I'll album. Tell you man. what, it was great. I tell it's a really good album. I'll tell Adam. you what, it's a good album. Isn't it? We'll I, get to that next year as well. I tell you what's really, really lucky. <laughs> Is it really going to be that long before I can listen to a Moonshape? Because I now obviously am now I'm, I'll actively avoid Radiohead that isn't. Yeah. Like I, even though I've obviously heard it before, I'll just like avoid it until I get to it. Yeah. Mate, ac- uh, according to my current calculations, you can't listen to a moonshaped pool until April next year. Fuck off. How could it possibly be that long? <laughs> it's long. It's a long season, guys. It's is, a that long with season. Your stu- is that with your stupid uh, time frame, though, where you're giving uh, In Rainbows an episode per song? In Rainbows and then has, an got, ad- has got 14 episodes. We'll be doing 14 <laughs> and episodes and on and In Rainbows. Yes. Episode well, I just want to make last, sure that we do it justice. Cut. Yes, absolutely. Um, an episode per track and then three or four at the <laughs> end to kind of wrap you up. You want to sum it up properly, don't you? Yeah. Uh, that's the end of the <laughs> album. 12 tracks. Uh, ends with Blowout. Uh, it's kind of a mixed bag for me, it's uh, I did like I said at the beginning. It's very of its time. You can see the influence of Pixies and the tangential proximity to Nirvana, and they add their own spin on it. But they add their own spin on it to such an extent that I go, "Oh, that's interesting," but it's not that interesting. 
Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. there's some stuff, there's some going, stuff on going on here, on, yeah. but it's not enough stuff going on here. Uh, it, it doesn't, honestly, honestly, it doesn't feel like the, the band are holding back. It sounds like they did want to include all of the experimental ideas and atonal sections, and it more sounds like the studio and the production is kind of holding them back a little bit in a bid to make it more of a commercial prospect what do you guys think about that how did you get on with the album um i really like it i i was surprised i I was surprised how much i did get on with it i think i don't think it's doing anything particularly masterful i don't think you know i you, you can see why it was probably exciting at the time but i was surprised how much i enjoyed the whole sort of vibe of the album and like i think there's a couple of like nothing songs there's one or two that just don't really fit at all. But otherwise, it's just sort of a nice, wistful and also kind of sad and upbeat at the same time. But there's also some heavy stuff going on, some dirty guitars um, and also creeps on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, creep is on also it. Also creep is on this album. And I know that because I've looked at the mm. back of the album. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's how you knew. That's how I knew. But like it, it, it did just so, sort of surprise me. Um, I didn't expect... The songs I respond, I didn't expect to respond to some of the songs that I liked so much as um, strongly. Um, yeah, it it's quite cool. I think it's quite cool. It's quite cool. Steve reckons it's quite cool. It's quite Lucas, cool. Lucas, what do you think? Do you think it's quite cool? Uh, uh, it's got bits of greatness. Seldom. But bits. There's bits of greatness. Greatness is a strong word, Lucas. Oh, no. There's bits of very goodness. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. Um... Most uh, okay. There's bits of goodness. Oh my goodness! Uh, there's bits that are fine. Of, a lot of not even fine. A lot of just nothingness for me, mm. and then a couple of dog shit. <laughs> there or it just is. Ru- not no not dog shit. There's nothing on this that's dog shit, but just a couple of just rubbish. Just nothing. Right? I like. No no no. Not even nothing. Just nothing. you just dislike them. Right? Yeah. No yeah. There's enough. a few that are just rubbish, aren't they? Yeah, I would agree with that. Some... There's some rubbish on this album. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to say shit or dog shit, but just some rubbish. You said shit a lot these last two episodes, but that's fine. Um, so, like, on the whole, yeah, like, like it's interesting to hear. It's interesting to hear and know where they're going to go. There's bits that are great. It's got creep on it. Um, <laughs> yes. How did you know that? Because my notes say it. Oh, oh, see, I looked at the back of the album. Yeah, but if only we'd had Lucas's notes as well. Well, the thing is, I base my notes off, right? You know, if you go on Spotify and, yeah. you, li- and you put an album on, it says the names of all the songs. That's oh. really handy, actually, isn't it? They're not just lumbered what, 1 through 11 or whatever. Yeah. It's, they've got the names and everything. Mad, mad. mad. Um, yeah, it's got Creep on it, which is quite, it's quite a good song. And it's also got blowout on it, which is really great. Mm, yeah. And then everything in between those is largely just kind of a bit pants. <laughs> pants. But there's bits, but this with like a good chunk of songs have just like interesting bits and moments that I enjoy. But on the whole, like I'm not going to go and listen to Pablo Honey again. Two or three songs will make the playlist. And then that'll kind of be it for Pablo Honey. Hey, I'm listening to it again. I agree with something right in the middle uh, that you said there, because going back and doing the deep dive, it's interesting to me to hear all of the bits of things that I know to be Radiohead and to hear them yeah. being formed here. And and it's interesting to me that, like I said at the beginning, it's not mu- as much of an outlier 
as its reputation would have you believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's really interesting to me as kind of, this is going to sound really pretentious. It's interesting to me as a historical document of the band Radiohead. Yeah. No, I know exactly you know what, what I mean. mean. And, I, and yeah. I think that um, it's interesting how the, we've said the word interesting too much now. But the last two episodes, we've talked a whole lot about, oh, it's got the blueprints of Radiohead to come. And that yeah. has made us like it more. So yeah, should we take... Yeah. I mean, it is context, but like it's it's future context. No, it's future context. You can't so, do but, that, But surely. we are. And, and, we, and we're actually saying that that maybe where we think, oh, there's just like a something there that's that's going to blossom into something else. And therefore, I, I respect this album yeah, more. It's only because we know it's going to blossom exactly. into something else. Exactly. But isn't that interesting? That is the context yeah. of how the how the album is occurring to us now. Yeah. And we would have had maybe a much different reaction if we were around and heard it at the time that it was released. We would have had a different context. I was and I did. Context Lucas, Lucas sat down with his headphones and had <laughs> two listens when old. he was three. <laughs> <laughs> Mum, shut up. I need to listen to this. Shut up. I'm listening to Pablo Honey. It's the weakest Radiohead album by a hefty margin. And and Radiohead know that as well. Uh, I was slightly interested in a a Pitchfork article where they retrospectively reviewed Pablo Honey and they said Radiohead didn't so much ride the coattails of grunge to mass success as stumble over them and they've been apologizing for it ever since in fact they seem to have something of a complex about it some deep-seated concern that they first became famous for all the wrong reasons even if their subsequent output has more than made up for early missteps and misplaced earnestness and there's a couple of things there that i think are true but the main one i plucked out for the purposes of reviewing this album is that it is such an earnest album they haven't developed a sense of humor or a sense of irony yet like they do on the Benz and OK computer or Sorry, excuse me yeah. I think you're forgetting a couple of lines off this album that are funny wannabe 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 <laughs> I mean that's one of them <laughs> dear sir I have a complaint yeah, it doesn't matter anyway funny. yeah that's true but they also haven't developed like the songwriting chops to kind of pull them off and then there are moments like like Blowout and You and Lurgy that transcend the album a little bit for me. And obviously Creep, which transcended the album uh, in, in, in like a cultural way. Um, and, and I suppose what I'm building up to is my score of the album. And for people who haven't heard this uh, podcast before, for every main album release of an artist that we're covering, we're going to score it out of 10. We're going to give our two least favourite tracks and our two favourite tracks from the album. Uh, we score slightly differently, I think. I think I take a lot more context and stuff into account than the other, than the rest of you. Steve, you take a little bit of that into account, but it's mostly mostly how much you enjoy the album with a little bit of how influential it might have been or yeah. the time that it's placed in. Lucas, yeah. your score is almost solely kind of how much did I enjoy this, right? It, it It's like, you know, like how many good songs versus how many bad songs would I put this on in the car and stuff like that. So we've got a pretty good mix of how people listen to music on this podcast. And I think our average rating is going to be a pretty decent account of how most people, you know, you, you would kind of average it out to the rating that we give on this podcast. I think, personally, I would give it a 5 out of 10. Okay. I'm just going to go straight down the middle. And I think that the album isn't even as good as that. I think I enjoy it more than the album is good. So okay. I'm going to go five out of ten. Um, my lowlights, how do you, anyone can play guitar, 
and my highlights are Lurgy and Blowout. Oh, nice. Weirdly, my highlights, the two at the end. The two at the end, just, yeah. Just, just a little happenstance. Hey, my, yeah. my two at the end of Happier Than Ever were my favourite. Yes, exactly. So, Those yeah. were your two highlights. What about you guys? Guys, tell me your any more thoughts you have. Tell me your scores. Tell me your lowlights. Tell me your highlights. Uh, lowlights, do them first. Was it Ripcord yeah, that. that I said was shit? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Probably Ripcord. And I can't because it sounded like you can't what? just... Why not? Because I didn't enjoy it. Oh. Okay. I can't, I can't and Ripcord. Or was it Vegetable? <laughs> well, yeah. Vegetable and I can't. Oh, so ripcord not in anymore. Nah, well, I'm just looking at my notes. It's got more notes against you it, so it's probably better. Ripcord okay. as shit. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> okay. Maybe vegetable was shit. But my point is that whole run, yeah, he's got that a point. whole run, guys, is pretty shit. There's a run of like four tracks that are pretty uh, indistinguishable, right? They're just rock songs. Yeah. Like ten minutes ago, Lucas, you said nothing on this album is shit. <laughs> so I'm very I mean, confused. I mean. I mean, we had the same with Showbiz as well, didn't we? Where there was just a chunk of just like songs that we'll never remember. What? Yeah. What was it? There's is it overdue and something sober so- and escape. I don't even remember That's escape. escape. I couldn't tell you how they go. Hate yeah. this and I'll yeah. love you was in there. Yeah, I can't remember. Look the- Who cares? Anyway, okay. highlights, highlights probably creep. Right. Yeah. Creep's quite a good song, I reckon. Yeah. And blowout because that's a really good song. Yeah. Okay, creep and blowout. Okay, yeah, those those are, those are good. What about this? What about your score of the album, though? Oh, low, <laughs> mm, low out of ten. I mean, it's three. Okay, okay. yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Hey, that's sure. three. Not so, bad so, from you. I mean, you you might put creep and blowout in the playlist, but you're never going to go back to revisit this album. You're not even going to stick this album on shuffle. No, creep, blowout, and lurgy are probably going to make the playlist. Hey, man, do you know what? We're like weird. We're on the same wavelength here. You just rated it lower than I did. That's interesting. That's interesting. But that's because I like the albums that you like, probably. <laughs> yeah. I imagine yeah, when it comes to Radio I'm, I'm going to do a huge spoiler for you here, guys. Apart from this one, I like all of the Radiohead albums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> what? You, you like good. your favourite bands? <laughs> I don't think Albums. there's an album that goes below an 8 out of 10 from here on in, just so you guys know. Can I give another spoiler? <laughs> it's just entirely down to Steve as to whether In Rainbows is our highest rated album. You don't understand. You don't understand the pressure <laughs> to Steve, love We're looking album. for a perfect score I on In really Rainbows, hope, mate. I really hope he gives it a 6. Because me and Lucas are 10s, and if you give it a 6, you fucked us, man. You fucked us. <laughs> but, but don't let that, don't let that, change you man if no. you give it a six you give it a six you fly your we'll just, freak we'll flag we'll just kill you in your sleep <laughs> hey what Steve, what was the last thing what? that Lucas wait Adam what did Lucas no, just no, say let's kiss, ignore we'll just, everything we'll just that Lucas said we'll just kiss you with your sleeve let's ignore what Lucas said and yeah. we'll ignore in rainbows let's okay. focus on Pablo Honey Steve right. what are you making of it I'm going right first of all I just want to say like how surprised I was at how lovely i found this album and actually is I, that I, because of the perception that like everyone goes oh this is the worst radiohead album that definitely came into it yeah mm. and i was like okay this is gonna be well but, yeah, but usually like if we're doing the like the bit is that i take other people's opinions and go that's my opinion right so <laughs> is that when you're gonna yeah. give it a four out of ten so so therefore <laughs> what whatever you what did you guys say i'll do that we um, did three and a five so yeah, you, so you four, should go four, 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 four really no uh, so therefore <laughs> 
in theory, I should have gone into this and gone, uh, yeah, okay. But like, I actually ended up enjoying it a whole lot more. I don't think it's anything remarkable. Um, let's go. Let's go. Low lights. Let's do that. Uh, Ripcord, because who? who? Man, I dig. I dig on Ripcord like tomorrow. But also, I've heard the live version. Ah, uh, you see, that might change things, but not on the album. No. Yeah. And how do you? I guess because it was a bit out of place. How do you? How do you? Um, and then favourites are based on songs that gave me warm fuzzies. Okay. And that's, uh, we haven't talked about... As is your way. We haven't talked about rubbing them up on these last two episodes. We haven't, no, we haven't. Let's not listen. Uh, Stop Whispering, because Jesus Christ, I love cool. that song. yeah, cool. And you. Oh, I really okay. Like, I really yeah. like you. You responded to that on the EP. It makes sense that you respond to it on the album. Hey, that makes hey, sense. Look hey. at us. Hey, <laughs> look at us. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute Paul yeah. Rudd. Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go score. Like, I, I, I feel like I've talked it up a lot, but like, I'm going to go. S- mm, I think it, uh, I think revisiting it again, going through it and actually hearing stuff like, yeah. I think there's actually not as many songs that I really love against songs that I do kind of nothing. So um, I initially had this as a seven, but I do think it's a six. Wow. I think it wow, is a six. Wow, seven's big. Seven is so wrong. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is high, but but Steve does like kind... You like rock music, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, boring, I mean, isn't it? Is I know, it's boring? such a lame thing to say. Like, Steve likes rock music. Hey, guys, guys, I've got a, I've got an opinion here. I like rock music, and I'm going to do the horns. <laughs> Steve, I like the rock. horns, mate. I'm doing double horns, actually. Steve's um, got sleeves. Yeah, so I like rock. Well, we, we, we should point out that, that that means tattoo sleeves. We're all... We've all got sleeves right now, but Steve is the only one of us with, with like a tattoo. Adam, no, no, and actually, Adam, no, Steve is the one, and actually Steve has his sleeves rolled up. I have mine rolled up, but Adam's actually ripped his off. Yeah, I have. Well, because I want you to see my tattoo sleeves, but weirdly, my tattoo sleeves, I've just got like a cuff and a button tattooed down by my wrist yeah. and a few wrinkles up the arm. <laughs> so I've got a literal tattooed sleeve. <laughs> Someone's done yeah, that, yeah. surely. Somebody um, has done that. Yeah, I'm going six. I think that's a fair assessment of how I feel about the album. It was such a surprise and such a, a lovely little discovery, Pablo Honey by Radiohead. The, the album with Creep on it. Um, yeah. I haven't included Creep because I just think it's... I mean, it's, it's a design that, for life, it's, it's right? A design it's for plug life. in baby. You just don't include it. It's an omnipresent kind of thing. But also, I could see why you wouldn't necessarily go, "Oh, that's my favorite song." Like yeah. it, it was a cultural moment, but it's not necessarily like, "Oh, this is my favorite song." Yeah, I can see why it was such a giant explosion of, "Oh my god, this band! You should listen to this band when it came out." Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. We've got a little bit of uh, tidying up to do here because I do want to let you know where the band went after this. And obviously we should talk about the context of the release of the album. The album is released to basically no acclaim. Like, oh. no buzz. Uh, although the NME called them one of rock's brightest hopes. So they've really fucking changed their tune since before <laughs> the album was released. Um, everyone thinks that it's, like, fine. People call them depressing, obviously. A lot of people compare them to Nirvana, which is probably fair. And most people acknowledge that whilst it's an album that isn't great, it shows a lot of promise. And I think that's kind of what we landed on here today as well. Um, A lot of reviews from around the time make a point of saying they're looking forward to seeing what they'll do next 
and where they'll go from here. Um, interestingly, retrospective reviews, so reviews done more recently, after, way after the album was released, are a little bit more positive on it. Um, yeah, but that's probably based on that they know that Radiohead are, are really good, right? Yes, it's so based on the Radiohead be... of it all. Yes. Exactly. Uh, but also, I think that when you place them into context, it, and now we have like temporal distance from them, I think that when you look at other bands that sounded like this, those bands continued to sound like this for the rest of their careers. Whereas it's slightly interesting that Radiohead did an album like this and then got out and they didn't sound like this again. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like not, not hugely removed, but they didn't sound exactly like this again. Like, in even the couple of years following its release, the members of Radiohead were a little down on it. One of them said, heaven forbid anyone judges on that record alone. And Johnny said he felt that it was hindered by the fear that they had of recording music. Um, at the time, it sold okay. It reached number... Number... 12... Lucas. 46. 22. Some meet in the middle <laughs> so, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, kind of we'll meet yeah, each yeah. other in the middle there. It has since sold around 3 million copies and gone platinum in the US and double platinum in the UK. But We've that all done is that. likely because of the radio head of it all, right? Yeah, later people, people hear the Benz, yeah. they hear OK Computer, they go out and they buy, okay, uh, they buy Pablo Honey. Yes. Uh, as I said way previous on the episode before this, the Pablo Honey tour lasts the whole of 1993. Um We'll talk a little bit more about that on next week's episode, but it did include three dates in Tel Aviv to capitalise on that success of Creep uh, in Israel and included a US and European leg as well. In fact, Creep had also started doing well in the US and the album was released a little bit later, uh, not on February 22nd, but on April 20th of 1993. And so when Radiohead did tour there, they were subject to the full press madness of it all in tel aviv they were treated like absolute rock stars they were mobbed on the streets because creep was huge uh in the u.s it seems they had a very similar experience to the one that lucas described muse having uh in their early days they were being wined and dined and going to parties laid on by record label executives and where muse's reaction was kind of like yes absolutely more of that please radiohead fucking hated it uh, and rejected it almost entirely uh, there's a great story where like someone came up to ed uh, like a young woman came up to ed after a show and was like do you guys want to come back to my house because my parents are away and i've got a load of coke and ed was like oh uh, no thank you i don't think we'll be uh, doing that <laughs> so they're very polite english boys um Having said that, they felt a little bit trapped. Uh, they had to do promotional campaigns for jeans <laughs> and stuff like that <laughs> that they weren't really into at all. All the cheesy radio appearances, they hated them. All the glad-handing record executives, they hated that too. There was a moment where the band were feeling really down about themselves and they weren't getting enough press. And then suddenly some fans approached them in the streets, all armed with radio head posters. They came up to them wanting them to sign. And as they were signing, 
signing the autograph they asked the fans like well where did you hear of us and the fans said well we haven't heard of you we were asked by the record executive standing over there if we could please take these posters to go and be signed by you (laughs) and just immediately stitch them up (laughs) yeah uh horrendous and radiohead were just like this isn't why we became a band yeah (laughs) they wanted to kind of just get on and release something new already but contractually they they couldn't Uh, a label has to have time to promote one thing before another comes out obviously uh johnny said that they they had to kind of like just suck it up and kind of uh quote become jukeboxes for a year they felt very constrained but they were allowed to put out one standalone single. Uh, so on May the 10th, 1993, they release Pop is Dead as a standalone single. Oh no, Pop is dead, long live Pop. It died an ugly death by that catalog. It just gave up We raised the dead But they won't stand up And really There's something else is dead by what fucking radiohead song. uh lucas i've turned into you uh it's absolutely insane do you want me to read my notes what? yeah pop is dead in bold yeah yeah line break of course yeah good, good bullet good, good, point good, good, good. classic yeah yeah command b except i'm on a pc so control b control so b, unbold yeah. mm-hmm. absolute shite <laughs> are you kidding me what this, the fuck? This fucking slaps. Oh, it's so it's shit. It's so good. It's so shit. It's a load of absolute rubbish. Oh, it's so shit. fun. It's a bit of a charm, that's isn't what, it? That's what, I, that's what I really don't like about it. I do not see Radio. Radiohead are like exactly. the serious. It's not radio. very serious. No, it's not Radiohead. Rooting, like, take themselves very seriously. If I'm band. like, oh, I want to see. Oh, I want to I listen to some fun music. I'm not sticking <laughs> on Radiohead, Steve. And this song is like something like, like Madness would do. Like, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Just some absolute silly rubbish. The lyrics are a bunch of silly oh, yeah, rubbish. Lyrics, I hate the word pop. Oh no, In pop it. is dead. Pop, pop, pop. At any point during pop. Radiohead's career, at any point the entire time they've been active as a band, has pop been dead? No, I know, I know, right? Yeah. What it's, a load of absolute it rubbish. Mean pop is dead my, slaps. My least favourite bit uh, it, it is the bit where he goes like, just find a bunch of coke to jack him off, and you're like, okay, that's a weird lyric, but I guess he put it at the end of a verse and whatever. And then there's after it, there's a really earnest like refrain of that lyric where he goes, jack him off. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, also, you obviously because this this isn't on Spotify, so you sent us the YouTube link to this, so we got to see the video. Yeah. Fucking load of stupid rubbish. <laughs> 
like he looks like a fucking. It's what he looks like. He looks like a member of the Volturi from from Twilight. Do you know Wait, what's what? really he interesting? Looks like Michael Sheen in Twilight. Do you know what's really interesting is the link I sent you didn't have the video. Yeah, it attached didn't. To it. Yeah, the one I'd listened to didn't have a so video. So you've searched ah, on YouTube yeah, for I it just... separately. But yes, the, uh, the the video where he's being carried in a coffin. So he resembles Pop. And he's he's dressed like a Twilight vampire. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's uh, it's awful. We will watch it. Yeah, sorry. Okay. The reason I didn't look at your link and the reason I searched it was because I forgot about this song until yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> I heard this for the first time yesterday. I, I forget this song exists, and all I listened the to time. it twice and was like, "That's enough." Do you, why uh, don't you listen to this daily as soon as you wake up, Steve? I tell you why. Hmm? Because it's shit. No. Yeah, I mean, it is shit. It's and I though. think we should be guided by the band on this as well. Yeah, they, they've clearly distanced themselves from it. Cause yes. Didn't Do you, you remember they... the first episode where I said there's, there's, there's a standalone single that isn't even on Spotify? Yeah. That's why you have a YouTube video of this one. It's because it's not available officially from the band. They just kind of deny that it ever existed. Where do you think it charted? It didn't. Okay, Lucas? Uh... Uh, 302 number 42 higher than creep (laughs) (laughs) wait creep was 78 so they released that but of course they're still touring all the time by the time they get to august they pull out of reading festival because tom is just mentally and physically exhausted by it all um Tom York can be a little self-destructive. If faced with confusion or unclear circumstances, he will often attack inward uh, across the time period that we've been talking about, pre and post Pablo Honey. Some gigs would have have to have been cancelled because he drunk too much. He took to shaving off random sections of his hair, just leaving like clumps poking out. And I think a lot of this was a reaction to sudden fame. They became famous very, very quickly because of Creep. Uh, he received fan letters telling, like, especially from one person who told him that Creep had inspired them to murder someone. Uh, the interviews and press were absolutely relentless, and there are some reports at this point that EMI told the band, you've got six months to sort yourself out or you're going to get dropped. Now, I don't know if that's entirely true. It might have felt like emotionally true to the members of the band. But, you know, they have a band here where everyone is saying that they're promising and they want to see what they do next. So I don't see why they would drop them. Also, (laughs) spoiler alert, as it turns out, what they do next is one of the most influential albums of all time. (laughs) So I guess good shout on keeping them on the record label. Yeah, well Um, done, record label. (laughs) In order to continue the promotion, the label convinced them to re-release Creep. Steve, this is this is what you were talking about. So almost a year after it's released, Creep is re-released as a single on September the 6th, 1993. And this time it charts at... Hold on. September the 6th, 1993. Is that pre right, or yeah. post Jurassic Park? Which Post Jurassic Park. Okay. No, I just want to know Pre-heat. the timeline. It is pre it's pre heat post jaws. Okay, good. Thank you. Where did it chart, Lucas? Nine. Mm. Number one. Seven. 
So again, we're going to kind of split the difference there. Number seven, but Lucas I mean, Adam's was closer. Told us they'd never had a number one single. Yeah, that is true. Fuck. So Lucas, you're going to win that. You're going to win that with, with the closest one. Oh, and so I am, of course, closer, yeah, keeping yeah. tally. Um, oh, they go on top of the pops, which led people to complain that they shouldn't have such depressing music on there. One of those people was Noel Gallagher. Um, in the US, that's weird because his music's depresses me to my core yeah i know different reasons, not for though, the same it? reasons as radio. <laughs> yeah, not the same reasons. <laughs> in the u.s for this re-release they really lean into the 90s college slacker vibe creep is featured on an episode of beavis and butthead and there's a whole marketing campaign based around the slogan beavis and butthead say radiohead don't suck uh, which is so at odds with the anti-corporate, anti-advertising, do-their-own-thing Radiohead uh, that we know. You know, mm. they're doing tie-ins with Beavis and Butthead and, and adverts for jeans. <laughs> yeah. Beavis and Butthead in the 90s. Was did a... you ever like Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beavis and, and Butthead do America. And I still America. love Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. yeah. And they came back fairly recently to do something. Yeah. Beavis and Butthead are amazing. I never... I never got on board with Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead do America. I remember crying with laughter watching that, like when I was younger. Lucas, you're very much a mainstream man, and the uh, the Beavis and Butthead. They're so anti-mainstream, you know. They're so but part they of the counter. The thing <laughs> no, the guys. No, guys. They're part it of the counter on... culture. <laughs> yeah, but what you got to remember, actually, about the early nineties, MTV was the counter culture. Which is insane. Yeah, to be I know, fair. You think yeah, of it yeah. now, and now you think of cribs. And like I say, cribs hasn't probably been. Like <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah, it's not been for about twenty years. years. <laughs> oh, cribs from two thousand. <laughs> oh, cribs was good. Steve, Steve sent me a clip of uh, fucking the who was it the the guitarist Jeremy Popoff from Lit, the guitarist from Lit on cribs, and he was like, "Oh, I remember how you have this mansion." And then we watched it, and it was like it's like an apartment, it's just like it's like a nice apartment <laughs> with a, with, a, with a, a fancy car. And, yeah, and, I th- we, uh, and I think but, he shares a pool with the rest yeah. of the residents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was at uni, we did an episode of Cribs of our halls. Oh, amazing. That was something yeah, we did, classic. just a little bit of fun. Yeah, yeah just cool. you're doing bits, you're doing bits. Just bits. doing bits. Just doing bits, bits, bits. On October the 5th, 1993, they release Stop Whispering as a single, but just in the US. But it's re-recorded. Oh. It's slower, and it has strings... And it's a bit more atmospheric. Can it go slower? Do you want to hear it? Yes, please, yeah. guitar part in the background That's there as very well. different isn't it yeah so it completely is. re-recorded 
Yeah, they completely re-recorded it, yeah. Which is another thing to show, like, they are constantly unhappy with themselves. Yeah. Uh, or, or, like, re-recording stuff, second-guessing themselves all the time until they, they come to what they think is a perfect version. Uh, this version absolutely failed. It failed to chart in the US. It wasn't released anywhere else. Hugely disappointed that they were persuaded to release it as uh, a single and just a huge distrust in authority off the back of that. They were really unhappy with their record label that they made them release that as a single because Johnny was like, oh, well, I think we should have released Blowout as a single, which, I mean, you know, also a bad choice. Hey. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> yeah, I think as so. As a single, like, yeah, no, fair yeah, enough. As yeah, as a yeah. single. Um, but, like, it, it, that's one of the things that just leads to, leads Tom to, like, kind of think that there is this, like, adversarial relationship between the band and the record label and actually the maybe the band know what's better rather than the record label knowing what's better that will come into play uh, a lot later in, in in their career um in 1994 they continued to tour all year while working on new material uh, in their rehearsal space which uh, is is an apple shed in an orchard in oxford uh, and they get the news that their wishful producer on the new material, John Leckie, has agreed to work with them. They start working with him in February 1994, I think. Uh, and that tour, the tour I was talking about that lasts all of 1994, includes the recording of their performance at the Astoria in London in May 1994, which is what we'll be covering next week. We're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to see what it's like to watch Radiohead live. But really looking forward to that. Really before am. we leave, guys... I've already seen them live, so... Now, it's, it's Lucas, fine. you kind of spoiled your answer to this on the last episode, I guess. It's a bit of a shame. Guys, all of that that we just talked about and we heard and we discussed and discussed and heard and talked about, was that music? It was because Lucas told me it was last episode, last week. Yeah, I, again, like you, so, you really led Steve on and was like, oh, by the way, Steve, this is music. So, so of course, I'm well, going to believe that. You, oh, go on. Well, do you know what? Go on. I got you hook, line and sinker there because I think it wasn't. Ooh, oh, expand on that. Yeah. I instantly think, expand on it. Like, now, I, now, now, do it. Now, I think it was. Now, um, f- faster, faster, was, faster, better. It, do it better. It, 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 was, it was music. It was music. It was music, yeah, I knew it. It was music. I, I don't was. have an argument. I don't have an argument. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I want to dedicate some time in this episode to our listeners. Uh, so have we got time for an email? Depends who it's from. Uh, it's from True. the Warden Sound, who did an amazing remix of my uh, of my song, A Magnifier. They did, and it's yeah. great. Yeah, fair. so good. Do it. So good. So, I, guess I'll, I guess I'll allow it. Yeah. Real name yeah. Steve, by the way. So don't let that confuse you. This is Legend. not an email. Can't have no, it's not an email from him. It's not an email from him. Don't worry about it. It says, hi all. Now, some of these emails for listeners who've joined us just for the Radiohead season will be a little bit out of date. If you want to know what they're talking about, head on back to the previous seasons. Or don't. Don't care. Hi, all. <laughs> I do. I'm really enjoying the Should I Listen season. It's great to focus on an artist who has grown up in such a different world to when I was getting into music. Listening to the Manix as a kid, I was all about turning the music up loud, playing along on guitar, and trying to feel like I was part of that gang, taking over a room, house, or fantasy venue for my future self with the sounds. <laughs> 
Billy's music has so much space and intimacy that it feels designed for a mind that is listening on noise-cancelling headphones while scrolling through multiple apps and processing information from all directions. Weirdly, despite my best efforts to put the phone down and ignore it, this speaks a lot to how my mind is on my worst days as a 35-year-old. I'm glad the podcast has encouraged me to give attention to Billy and practice listening in different ways. Finally... The first episode I listened to was the I Killed the Zeitgeist review. I wow. Mean, that's, that's such a weird episode to start with, Steve. Uh, but thank you uh, very much for your email, and thank you for persisting uh, with the podcast. Uh, that brings us to the end of another episode, right, guys? Yeah. No. Oh, Lucas wants to keep going. Lucas, Lucas has got what, more to what say. What have you got? What have you got? I want, Lucas I segment. want to... I want to roll out my manifesto. Okay. Are we doing? Is are we doing now? merch? Are we doing merch corner? Uh, do you have merch? Um, I, I have merch in as much as you determined what merch was on the Muse season. I know. Oh, no, like, right. Okay. Sounds, well, here we go. Sounds like he's, he's got merch. Up. He's getting up. It he's got to take his headphones like off. Adam has got some. This is great. Merch. He's off. He's off. He's got the. He's, he's, he's doing a little jog. If he's jog. got the CD, little... if he's got the CD, he's got merch. Oh, if he's got the CD, what a relic. Also. Whilst we're oh, waiting no, for it's Adam, bigger it than really, a CD. I'm looking at, when I'm looking at my own face yeah. in the camera, yeah. it's really throwing me off that I've got a ring on my finger. I've really noticed like it in, several times. Adam's got the LP. so strange to me. Adam has. Adam's got the LP. He's not even got his, he's not even got his headphones on. He doesn't know he what is, we're he saying. Yes, he does. I can see them. He has. He's got his headphones on. He knows what we're saying. He's got uh, Pablo Honey on vinyl. Yeah. Merch. And if cool. you look at the front here, you can see that it says Radiohead. <laughs> so, you, okay. so that's how you know. Yeah, and on and the back, all the, back, the songs that are on the album, and, the, and that's oh, how I know which songs album, are by... Because I don't like it. It's rubbish. It's a baby's face some with some sweets. of those 100,000 sweets inside a flower. What are those sweets called? Um, that's going to bug know. me. <gasps> yeah, there's not a name for them. It's... Yeah. No, Dolly Mixtures no, are like... Oh, I love Dolly Mixtures. I love a Dolly Mix. I've got the vinyl. Uh, so that's um. You just held it up from merch. the other side of your head. That's the same thing that you did. Yeah. No. I no. I wasn't saying. It was oh. Different. Okay. Just, I thought it was a different. That's my. Yeah. That's my merch corner. Merch corner's done. Done and dusted. Tick. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so very much for listening. Our next episode is out next Monday, and we'll be providing some insightful audio commentary for the live VHS that Radiohead released live at the Astoria. But before that, come and talk to us. Tell us what you think of Pablo Honey, of Pop is Dead, of this episode, of anything that we've talked about today. We love hearing from you all. You can find us on Twitter at What Is Music Pod, Instagram at What Is Music Pod, TikTok at What Is Music. And if you'd like to send us in something a little bit longer like Steve did, we'll read it out on the show email us whatismusicpod at gmail.com there's also a couple of other ways you can support us and do you know what retweeting us sharing this podcast listening that's all 100% supporting us but you can also chuck us some money if you'd want to one way to do that is to buy our merchandise if you go to whatismusicpod.redbubble.com you will find some stupid designs and one cool design and I think I will definitely have some Radiohead specific stuff up now. If you'd like to chuck us a few quid because you don't like the merch, you can go to coffee.com. K O hyphen F I dot com slash what is music. All donations are very gratefully received and they go towards keeping this podcast online. And occasionally I'll buy things like X Files trading cards. Uh, Lucas will buy things for his wife and Steve will buy alcohol. Uh, that about does it. <laughs> thanks, thanks again for listening. Uh, but before you go, please don't leave me high. 
Don't leave me. Bye. Hashtag justice for Pop is dead. Whatever you want. Uh, just before we sign off, I've got an important point to make. Oh, okay. Uh, so that type of sweet is called a non-pariel. Pariel. That is the name of the type of sweet. And the branded version Jazzies. in the is a jazzy. Yeah. Or a hundreds and thousands. It's a jazzy. But that type of sweet is called a non-pariel. Chormo. Tomio. Tomio.